Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is Lilani Astasio. Lilani is Head of Marketing and Communications for Orca Bay Seafoods, where she leads marketing and PR across retail, food services, and direct, as well as serving as a staff nutritionist. Prior to Orca Bay Seafoods, she was Domestic Marketing Manager for the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute and a Product Specialist for Dole. It's also worth noting her involvement as an assistant manager for the federally funded Child Care Food Program at Cal Poly San Maria Pispo. She is also a board member for the Pacific Northwest Food Industry Circle in the Northwest Fisheries Association. She's also a board member for the nonprofit organization Street Yoga and volunteers as a nutritionist for Solid Ground. Quite busy, it sounds like, Lilani, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Scott. Thank you. It, it is a so- mouthful. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go out on a limb and say you like seafood. I do. I do. I've been lucky enough to market for products that I enjoy also as a consumer and end user. <laughs> good, good. And full disclosure, our uh, Orca Bay is often found in, in my own freezer here. So uh, we, we share that that like. So I know there's a, a few hot topics we'll get to in a bit. Um uh, as there seems to always be a little bit with seafood. Um, but first, tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Orca Bay. Orca Bay, we are based in Seattle, Washington, and we've been in the game for over 30 years. We are distributed nationally, and we responsibly source seafood from all over the globe. Locally, we source from Alaska and Washington and Oregon, but uh, we try to appeal to all of our consumers and a lot of the tropical items like mahi and yellowfin tuna aren't as local. And so we, we still have really strong ties and relationships with suppliers in those regions to source. And and your your distribution networks, I understand you. Have, so you have retail, which you know I, I, I essentially take to mean through through supermarket uh, systems, uh, food services, and direct. Could you just shed a little bit of light on on each three of those and, and mention any I may have missed as well? Yes. Uh, so as you mentioned, we do work um, in food service, business to business. We work with a lot of the main broadliners um, like Cisco and U.S. Foods um, and also smaller independent ones as well. And um, just this past, in the past couple of years, we've started to go direct to consumer as well via Orca Direct, our e-commerce store online. And that um, that has kind of taken off a bit um it's still new to consumers to receive you know frozen seafood direct so we're still trying to penetrate that market right and there, there seems to be a, a handful of companies that i've i've seen that that are uh you know bringing seafood direct to market both of us think residing here in coastal communities we might be a little bit uh in in the uh in the bubble uh, meaning we don't live in Nebraska, but um, what what is driving some of that, uh, you know, assumed demand 
for uh, for seafood delivered, you know, in a direct manner? Is it is it purely, you know, is it geography? Is it convenience? Um, I don't think it's cost, but but what's what's driving what seems to be at least a little bit of a mini explosion there with with a lot of uh, you know companies seeking to create that space and enter that market. I think it's our evolving consumer. A lot of shopping is done via mobile or or online, and everyone's getting really used to having access at their fingertips. Um, I also think that the meal kit trend and pop uh, and popularity is is getting people more comfortable with receiving food that way, and and so there, you know, seafood would be we'd be foolish to kind of sit back and not try to partake, even though there are a little more difficulties product being so perishable and also having to keep it and from, from our warehouse to their door. But, um, you know, you, we do what we can. Sure. Uh, so, so a never ending topic in, in seafood is frozen versus fresh. Right. And, and I think that it is, I think it's fair to say more than any other food that I can think of uh, there is, there is a difference between freshness. Um, uh, yeah, I've heard all shrimp is frozen, so that doesn't matter, but I could share two very quick stories. Uh, one in your neck of the woods up at Port Angeles, where I had salmon that I, I, I believe was, you know, the so-called fresh off the boat hours before. And I had never had anything like it in my life. The only other time I ever had it like it in my life was when I was in Point Reyes, California, and uh, someone um, served me salmon that, again, was, I believe, caught that morning. And I had never had anything like it in my life. And I'm a fan of salmon. Eat it regularly. Um, so there's that level of fresh, which is the, literally you just caught it hours before. And again, my those two specific examples, I could still remember those moments in my life. Um but that's rare. That's hard, right? That's that's really, really hard. Um, you're a lucky person if you're able to get the daily catch fresh <laughs> on your plate. It was it was incredible, incredible. Um, then you have you know fresher, so not a daily catch, but fresher, and and I think that we all know what that tastes like. And then you have uh, while this isn't fresh, right? And we've all had some of that, perhaps. And then you have frozen and, and I personally don't know where frozen sits on that spectrum. So I'm going to turn it over to you a little bit to maybe, maybe help us understand the spectrum of fro- fresh versus frozen, what we should be looking at for as consumers, um, you know, how in, in maybe even if you could share how, how taste is affected, if it's frozen, if it's frozen for how long or what have you, but you're the expert. So how, what, what does that spectrum look like? Well, what a lot of people don't realize with frozen seafood is that it is frozen pretty close to being caught out of the water, being harvested out of the water. And when that seafood is kept frozen and goes down the entire supply chain, you really locked in that freshness. Where things can go a little weary and where the where hesitation or pause may take place is the mishandling of the frozen product from harvest to shopping cart. 
and uh, and that's and when that happens, you'll notice um, a lot of like ice buildup on the frozen seafood. You'll see visually a freezer burn that can happen, um, and mm. the taste does start to go. And because it's a protein, when when something is frozen, it, the the water molecules get locked into place. And then if there's a thawing, if there's any little bit of thaw and then a refreeze again, that tends to waterlock the product, if you will. And that can, as you mentioned, affect taste and texture when that happens, depending on what the seafood is, whether, you know, it's salmon or a white fish, a flaky white fish, or even, um, you know, even shrimp, like you mentioned, a lot of it is, frozen i would say a good amount of it is it's very rare for someone to have um never frozen fish or shrimp and um if that's mishandled um as well you you can definitely see the same visual um effects as well as texture so so looking under the hood a little bit uh you know you know give you a chance here to to differentiate Orca Bay. How does Orca Bay assure along the supply chain, uh, you know, that, that level of confidence that, you know, it was, it was, you know, prepared, you know, delivered through the supply chain properly uh, as, you know, I, I assume some, some uh, seafood does not, uh, you know, by, Again, I'm not trying to bash anyone, but other companies and whatnot might not be as careful in that. What does Orca Bay do? That's a great question, Scott. Um, what Orca Bay does, whether we're talking an imported product or a domestic product, what happens is the fish or harvest is frozen at peak freshness. And throughout the supply chain, there's various temperature checks to make sure the product has stayed frozen. There's histamine tests that are also given, um, as well as a visual inspection of every product that's received at our warehouse. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, looking at consumers, and I think I sometimes fall into this category myself, um, consumers seem to often eat at a restaurant, seafood, but not at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I should say my mother-in-law doesn't like seafood cooked in the house, but that's that's a different story. Um, why is it? Why is it that when we we look at a menu at a restaurant, we go, "Ooh, look, halibut," or or you know, Chilean sea bass, or um, you know, shrimp shrimp added to pasta? Um, yet it's not the. F- I think that it's not the first thing that we think of when we're in our own homes. It's 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 beef and chicken, right? I think. Uh, why is that? That's definitely, you're touching on a huge hurdle for a seafood marketer like myself. Consumer education is uh, one of my biggest priorities on a day-to-day. And like you mentioned, when you're out at a restaurant, there is so much excitement if you do see a seafood option because it seafood's great. It tastes good. It checks a lot of the boxes off as consumers that we want. It's healthy, it's high in protein. Uh, there's a lot of different varieties of it. It's a it's a lean protein on top of that. Uh, it's recommended by our health professionals. And the, the pause and hesitation for people to purchase it 
on the retail level and to try it at home is just not being comfortable with it. Like you mentioned, we're willing to mess up a chicken recipe um, because it's not that much of a of a loss. Um, there's there's a price point depending on on what it is. You mentioned halibut, and that's a little bit pricier than a piece of chicken. And and so I think that that's one definitely one of the hurdles that consumers have. Um, trying to prepare their own seafood dish at home. So we're doing lots of recipe development, um, not just Orca Bay, but a lot of different players in the seafood industry to help get folks more comfortable with it and to try it and, you know, encourage them that um, to to buy it and and see the price point between going out to a fine dining restaurant and having, you know, four or six scallops, if you're lucky, that price point versus buying a pound or two pounds of scallops at the store and preparing it for yourself or your family is is a much better deal. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there's, there's some taboos as well, I think, around, around seafood in, in some situations. Um, I, I guess as a, a marketer, there's, there, there's some of that those hurdles as well. Um, share with us a little bit about what some of those are and, and how you overcome come those. I think for um, a long time and even current day, if if someone goes to a barbecue or a picnic or a potluck of some sort, and if anything feels off afterwards, they'll kind of do a, a scan of hmm, what did I have? And, if seafood was <laughs> part of the mix, it usually unfairly and unfortunately for us will get the blame. Um, and and that's, yeah, that's just the way <laughs> the, the cookie has crumbled for quite a while. And so, again, <laughs> consumer education. Um, I didn't touch on it the last time you asked, but, you know, if we're talking fresh seafood, if you look at if if it's a head-on fin fish, if you look at the eyes and see that, you know, the eyes are clear, if you look into the gills and they're nice and vibrant and, and a healthy flesh-toned red, as well as the scales, like are they, you know, are they nice and bright and silvery or are they kind of flaking off and getting a little discolored, the smell? I mean, nothing can fool a human sense of smell. Those are all mm. things that we encourage consumers, you know, when they're out, um, you know, at the farmer's market or here in Seattle, we have Pike's Place markets um, or even at the grocery store at the seafood counter. Those are our, our self-checks to do for ourselves. Um, and I think that will help, again, um, with that, with beating that uh, common uh, taboo that we do get um mm-hmm. another one too is for a while um health professionals have told expecting uh, mothers and um to avoid seafood at all costs because of mercury mm-hmm. levels mm-hmm. and um that has changed and it has changed a lot um in the last five years and they are singing a new tune there are lots of benefits for expecting mothers, nursing mothers, as well as um, young children 
um, and brain development and eyesight and health or heart health. It's, it, there are just lots and lots of benefits to it. And mm-hmm. I, I, the guidelines have be, have been rewritten of, of how much seafood pregnant women should be consuming. Mm-hmm. Now all, all Orca Bay is wild caught, correct? We, all of Orca Bay is all natural, uh, meaning no artificial and nothing artificial added. So um, it is wild. Actually, sorry. Okay. Thinking of the brand. You know, it could be, it could be tough. You know, you have such a diverse product line Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and everything. Um, It is. All of Orca Bay branded products are all natural and most of it is wild caught, but we do have an all natural tilapia, which is farmed, Okay, but natural. Got it. Got it. Um, So before we let you go, I know there's an important um, initiative you have that's called the Sea, Hope to See a Cure Cause. Um, and I think that you're partnered with City Hope on that. Tell us a little bit about your involvement in that and uh, and why it's so important to your organization. See a Cure initially launched about 13 years ago. And one of our founders, Trish Hawker, was diagnosed with breast cancer. Our seafood industry, so ourselves, our partners, um, for lack of better words, if you want to call other seafood companies competitors, our competitors, lots of people who have worked with Trish or know her or knew her at the time made a huge donation to breast cancer research. And it was very moving. It was such a a generous gesture and it, when I was hired on board in 2015, our president, Ryan Mackey, asked me to relaunch it um, as as part of my onboarding process. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, with the help with the same with other seafood companies and partners of seafood and friends and family, we've relaunched it um, every year. We do different events that benefit City of Hope, which is one of the leading cancer research centers in Southern California. Um, and it's it's really it's really great. It's it really brings not only our industry professionals together, but there it also is in collaboration with the health benefits that our product has and it's it's just a great ship all in all awesome outstanding i know that you also support the national fisheries institute uh sea share and the whale research center so uh it, it's great to hear that um said considering that I, I am a consumer as i said of orca bay um to know that at least a portion of my purchases are, are going to uh good causes for people and uh for the environment and sustainability as well. Uh, how can folks find uh, find out more? I know there's orcabayseafoods.com. Uh, and I believe you have, uh, you can go to Instagram, orcabayseafoods as well. 
Um, but are there any other ways that you'd like our listeners to know uh, how they can get in touch and keep in touch with you? Yeah, in addition to the social media platforms, Instagram that you mentioned, we also have Pinterest, which we have recipes on there. We have a Facebook page and Twitter as well. Um, and like you mentioned, the National Fisheries Institute, uh, they support the entire industry and are a really great resource for any consumer um, in regards to seafood, whether they want to dive deep into sustainability or kind of poke around at delicious recipes that they could try. They they cover all of it, and they don't represent any one company. They represent, like I said, the entire global seafood industry. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, well, we'll check that out. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, tell us a little bit about Orca Bay and, um, you know, shedding a little bit of light as well as to kind of some of these consumer behaviors and and a few of the myths out there as well uh, that I know is a, a marketing professional you're seeking to tackle. So uh, thank you for joining us and, uh, and enjoy what is left of the Seattle summer uh, while you're up there. And uh, we'll have to have you check back, check back in as Orca Bay continues to grow. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you for joining us on Just a Taste, a Chef's Best production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. You can always visit us at chefsbest.com to learn more.